listen, it's two fellas that really put the more in morbidly obese, Cliff and Kendall. This show is all on fire. Oh, hey, Kendall, this is the Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast show, or Squanto and Kendall Coast to Coast, if you prefer, if you want to honor my <laughs> wishes from last week, where I also can be called Squanto in my reference to my huge, my big opening in fifth grade, as I was Squanto in the Thanksgiving pageant. Remember that heartwarming tale I told last week, Kendall? <laughs> It was beautiful. It was beautiful, Squanto. One of my heroes, Squanto. Be more like Squanto, listeners. Be more like Squanto every day in every way. Kendall, I do see this? you've made that big poster that says that. I know, I know. I didn't want to draw attention to it. I didn't think I should mention it since nobody listening at home could see it. That's more just a personal got to mention it. Reference to me, Cliff. Be more like Squanto. You got to. But now that you've outed me as a Squanto fanatic, I'm here. And I'm queer. Let's get used to it. Kendall, reboot Sybil. Reboot Sybil. <laughs> I can't think of anything when we start the show other than chants and slogans. Where's the beef? <laughs> Let's talk about Duck Squanto. Let's talk about <laughs> their feathers. Ho! Ducks, Kendall. Ducks. J-Rod. <laughs> oh! That was, that was Donald. I could tell. Uh, that's why I went, oh! Um... <laughs> That's Sylvester the cat. But that's as close as I can come to Daffy Duck. If you had to pick one duck to rule them all, would you choose Disney's Donald Duck? Uh, yeah, probably. He's such a, a nice, warm, heartwarming childhood thing, you know. I love Donald Duck. Even though he was always angry. I know. Isn't he just always kind of ticked off? Yeah, but you know, so am I. So we we were a match made in heaven. Heaven. Kendall and Donald Duck in heaven. (laughs) Duck heaven. All right, Kendall, that was an impassioned plea for Donald Duck. (laughs) You're welcome. You're, You're welcome. You're welcome, Falkland Islands. You're welcome... Duck fans, who do you think is the most famous? Do you think he's the most famous duck? I guess so. Or the Aflac? Is the Aflac duck a duck, or is it something else? Uh, no, it's a duck. But I don't. I God, I hope the Aflac duck is not more popular than Donald Duck. What about um, the Duckhead uh, logo of the clothes we all used to wear in the nineties? Oh, Cliff, that that was so thirty years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, uh, what's the um, Howard the Duck? No, he's oh. still not. He's just kind of uh, uh, a pop culture humor through history. He's he's sort of humor through history. Uh, He would be, you know, if we did a duck countdown, you'd put Howard Duck at number 10, but you'd preface it by saying, now look, (laughs) I hate this. 
And this I this is terrible. And in everything that's at number ten is dirt beneath my feet. But here's number ten, Howard the Duck. Just want to make sure you know he's not my number one duck. There's a lot of ducks I like more than that coming up. Basically, I hate number ten. That's just you. That's your attitude towards number tens on the countdown, Kendall. And it's that's uh, you know hearing somebody say that when they're doing a countdown makes me just feel so much better knowing that they've explained it. They're like, this is not the best. This is the worst of the best. Hearing somebody say that on a countdown makes me want to pick something up and throw it through the window. Because, <laughs> again, it's like, if this is a countdown. We realize when you say it's number 10 that it's not number one. It should be an honor to be on a countdown at all. Did Casey Kasem used to, did he always begin the top 40 saying, here's number 40. Now, here's this is a song that everybody hates, but it has climbed to number 40. It's terrible. It's not number one. But it's on here. It's 40. It's a terrible song. Coming up. No. no if he had done he that, Cliff. he would have been drummed out of the radio industry. Yeah, you know why? Because it was a different time. Oh, my God. Now, now things have changed. They've evolved. People want to know. They want to know, is this the best of the best or the worst of the best? If people are so fucking stupid that they <laughs> tune into a countdown, and when somebody says number 10, if they're seriously sitting there thinking... I wonder if this is number one. Kill yourself. Jump out the window, okay? Because speaking the of world countdowns, can I no. cannot withstand having any more of you. Can I say how glad I am that this show is not a countdown? <laughs> <laughs> I've already advised several listeners to commit suicide this week, Kendall, so I'm going to let you just start us off. I think we should go in the order of the old fabulous game we played as children, Duck, Duck, Goose. Let's begin with ducks and the Aflac duck and Donald duck and Daffy duck and Huey, Dewey, and Louie, who you left off of our famous trios countdown, left him off completely. <laughs> All my fault. All your well, that that was that was your fault. Some things are my fault. That was your fault. But anyway, Kendall, tell us about a duck. Tell us about a duck. Well, Cliff. Ducks, ducks are found ducks, ducks, on ducks, every ducks, continent ducks, except ducks, for Antarctica, ducks, which I have to say, I think every time we do a show about any kind of animal or anything, it's like it's on every continent except Antarctica. So I think it's high time we've done a show about just anything that's on Antarctica. All right, Kendall, put that on the books. Putting on the books. Cliff, they live in fresh and uh, seawater, and they are well adapted to aquatic homes wherever they are, and they have highly waterproof feathers. Uh, duck feathers, feathers are so waterproof that even when the duck dives underwater, the downy underlayer of feathers right next to the skin will stay completely dry. Doesn't that sound great? Boy, that sounds great. Kendall, I wish that was how my body worked. And this is also how <laughs> I wish <laughs> how my body worked. You know, their feet, Kendall, they're webbed, webbed feet, J-Rod, and they have no nerves <laughs> or blood vessels, and they can't even feel the cold. So when you see a duck paddling out in an icy pond, and you're like, oh, but its webbed feet are so cold. No, they're not. They can't feel it at all. Isn't that a magical? Oh, that is a magical thing. Mystery, yeah. And Cliff, I, I do. I also think that um, 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 I wish my body were, were this way as well. Ducks are outgoing social animals who feel most at ease when they are in a larger group of other ducks. Uh, don't. I, wouldn't it be nice to be a duck for a day and yeah. just live in a big? I forget what. 
I'm sure we'll hear in a minute what a big group of ducks is called. <laughs> and, you know, wouldn't that be nice? Now, what I want to talk about, I wish that my body worked this way. <gasps> the birds, they're omnivorous, and they also tend to eat things like gravel, small stones, or sand. Not for the nutritional value, you understand. But so they can store those substances in their gizzards. Whoa. Ooh, I was just letting some stuff out of my gizzard. Oh, and they use the rough textures to break down food. In the duck world, when you say, let's break it down, they mean the food in their gizzard. <laughs> and this is break such a well-known thing in 1911. <laughs> According to ducks.org, which, you know, is a wonderful website, very trustworthy, Gold prospectors flocked to where but Nebraska after hunters discovered small nuggets of gold in the gizzards of the ducks that they had shot. However, those greedy bastards never were able to locate where the gold originally came from. Oh, no. no. Instead of killing them, maybe they should have followed them. Maybe they should have followed them. Maybe they should have followed. Idiot. (laughs) Follow. I try oh, to remember oh, oh, oh. a duck in December. Where the down is dry. Anyway, ducks, uh, Cliff, uh, or ducklings that are younger than 10 days old tend to swim and walk as a group, always close to their mother to avoid the attack from predators. Isn't that beautiful? But now here's the thing about ducks, okay? Okay. Unlike the young of many other animals, ducklings achieve independence almost immediately. They are born literally and figuratively with their eyes wide open. And they already possess a layer of dether of dether of down feathers necessary <laughs> to stay warm. They got those webbed feet, can't feel the cold. And by the time they're two months old, the ducklings have learned to fly away. Fly away so high. Oh, you, you, you. Thank God for you, the ducks up in the sky. Cliff, I think the more and more we talk about ducks, the more I like it. Like, they've got it figured out. I they love the ducks. water. They don't get cold. They have a baby, and two days later, they're like, out. And the out. bird just flies away. Out, damn Waterfowl. duckling. I cry waterfowl. Cry, yeah, I cry. I, thought you, I like how you said I cry waterfowl. I appreciate that. At first, I thought you said I cried the water fountain, and I didn't know. <laughs> well, I do that as well. <laughs> it just chokes you up. But you know, speaking of wonderful songs in my own perfect pitch, I was watching the other day Beaches. Have you seen Beaches in a while, Kendall? Oh, it's been a little while. I. I some I don't know if my heart could handle watching that right now. Kendall, I've got to tell you, if you want a less than two hour master class in the human experience, you gotta watch Beaches. It's hilarious. You can sing to it, and you bet your ass you're gonna cry your eyes out at the end. And <laughs> it was so good. It had been so many years since I'd seen it, and just. You know, people bitch and moan about movies. Are they good? Are they not? And if you want to talk about a movie that is exactly what it wants to be and fires on all cylinders, they had to bring in extra cylinders for this movie because it was firing on all of them. Okay? (laughs) 
Oh, goodness dear, are you talking about beaches, dear? Yes, remember when we watched that earlier this week and we were both oh, just crying, crying in the movie motel? That is. Oh, yes, dear, that was wonderful. Oh, I, I shed a tear or two myself, boys. Oh, that would have been nice for you guys to invite moving. me. Well, you were in your room, Kendall. I listened up to the door, and I thought I heard some, like, <gasps> and so I figured you were trying to lift yourself up off the bed, and I I just thought this is not the time. I was trying to work out. Oh, is that what you were doing? Yes. That never never would have crossed my mind. Oh, but Tim Beaches was just a wonderful movie. Oh, absolutely. A classic, boys. Oh, I think we should show it to our new homeless friends, dear. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. We can have a little movie screening right here in the in the shop. It, well, and then maybe at the end I can sing live some of the big hits, like broken windows and empty hallways. Faded sky, and like the, I think it's going to rain today, or the, remember the one at the beginning, guys? Oh, the sun beats down and burns the tar up on the roof, and your shoes get so hot, you wish your tired feet were fireproof. Under, everybody, under, under the boardwalk, board down, down by the sea, sea. yeah, mm-hmm. a blanket with my baby is where I'll be, under the boardwalk, <laughs> out of the sun, under, under the, boardwalk. the boardwalk, we'll be having some fun, under, under the, the boardwalk, boardwalk. <laughs> People walking above under the boardwalk will be falling in love under the boardwalk. Boardwalk. Alright, everybody, sorry, sorry, I just I couldn't help myself. That was so much fun. <laughs> now you guys have found I don't know how you even did this. You have found the only two homeless people that were on Fizzy 111 on this island. I think their names are Don and Brenda, and you've you have single-handedly lifted them from the streets and you've gotten them a job and aren't they coming here because you're making them like a whole new suit of clothes or something? Well, yes, dear. You know, I just couldn't sleep at night just thinking that these two poor people were just out in the cold on Fizzy 111. They needed to to have someone look after them and, and help them get on their feet, dear. So, oh, so we're, we amen. brought them here and we're making them clothing and we're going to help them find a job. But, oh, yes. You know, I've been calling my friend, the factory manager over at Fizzy 111 Fudge. I want to get them a job at the Fudge Factory, boys. That is a wonderful idea. That's such a That's so good of you two. And and then we can have uh, you know eradicated homelessness here on Fizzy One Eleven. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's eradicate, eradicate homelessness. Eradicate, eradicate homelessness. homelessness. Eradicate, eradicate homelessness. homelessness. Oh, 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 yes. <laughs> of, of course, boys. But enough with your chanting right now. We've got to go and get a new bolt of fabric so Mrs. Butter Butter Butterchurn can continue her sewing. Oh, yes, dear. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you boys later. <laughs> all right. Yeah, they're, they're always chanting. <laughs> love always chanting. Oh. <laughs> ducks, Cliff. We're ducks. still talking about ducks. Ducks. <laughs> what else about ducks, Kendall? What else? What else? What else? Cliff, ducks can live up to 20 years, depending on the species, if they are well cared for. <laughs> so if you got a duck, you better be taking good care of it. Wow. 
Now, ducks, they remind me (laughs) of this Dolly Parton song where she talks about she's going to sleep with one eye open from now on. (laughs) Because ducks, they sleep with one eye open. Kendall, did you know this? They do? Much like you, ducks can turn off half their brain. We wish you'd turn the, both halves on once oh. in a while. But do they have control of it? <laughs> Just kidding, Dick Candle. These are jokes. But they keep half their brain off and half the brain alert for predators. And ducks will usually only fully rest both halves if they're feeling safe and protected in the middle of one of those large groups of ducks like you were talking about. See, Cliff, I always feel so protected here in the booth because I'm just surrounded by so much fat and glass that I've, you know, I can shut everything down. Beautiful. And Cliff, that's stupid. No, is it stupid? It is stupid, but that's not what we're doing now. It is... What would I do? Is that what you asked me? What would I? What would I do? What would you do, Kendall? What would you do? What would I do? What would I do? What would all? What would? What would we do? Well, you gonna tell me? You're gonna tell me what you're gonna do? All right. Here. I, do you want to start, or do you want me to start? I'll start. I started the ducks. Why don't you start? Oh, go duck yourself, Kendall. All right. Ooh. What if one day, out of the clear blue sky, one of the great blue things, according to our blue countdown? A robot genie appears, because you you rubbed something technical, and a robot genie appeared, and he says, Kendall, beep, bop, boop, boop, Kendall, you have been chosen to pick a fictional robot. We don't know why, it's just what happened. You gotta choose a fictional robot to be the supreme ruler of the universe. What fictional robot would you choose? God. Um... I see that my first proclivity would be to go. Is that the correct use of that word? Would be to go with TikTok from Return to Oz, but his thinking would run down while he was running the universe. Very troubling for the supreme ruler of the universe. You know what? I'm. I know who to go with. I know exactly who to go with. I'm ready with my answer. Data from Star Trek, because he's a lovable person. He loves animals. He's going to make sure the the whole universe is well taken care of. Good choice. Oh, bing, bang, boom. Beep, bop, boop. I was going to say Rosie the Robot Maid from the Jetsons because she could clean up the universe. And we would chant oh, well, Cliff, you... for her, clean up the universe, clean, <laughs> up, the clean universe. up the universe. You know, I do love a good, clean universe. I know. So I, that would, she would be on my list as well. She'd be on the top ten you know, even if she was 10, it wouldn't be my favorite robot, Ugh. but not the worst either. I'm offended for everything that ever came in at number 10 on the countdown. <laughs> you you um, just got to take a nap. And when you wake up, you realize that you have turned into a cockroach and you're just scurrying across the floor. At first, this doesn't seem so bad because obviously all the food will be a lot bigger and cheaper and just you can eat massive amounts of it. And of course, microphones are so good, they're still going to be able to pick your voice up, your perfect pitch for the show. However, just as you start to get to be okay with the idea of being a cockroach for the rest of your life, Charles the Contractor walks in and spots you. He puts on his bug-smashing shoes, and he takes out his his bug-spraying spray and starts running your way. What do you do? It's easy because I don't know if the last time you had to deal with this, but I've had cockroaches... Years and years ago, Fizzy 111's way too 
nice and clean to have any here. Mm-hmm. But years and years ago, back in the old United States where we used to live, I had cockroaches at one point, and cockroaches run so fast that I know <coughs> even me as a cockroach going half speed, I could run out of Charles the Contractor's way in <laughs> a, 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 the blink of an eye. And then I go on hosting a show. I maybe change my name to Squanto as a cockroach and Squan Roach and Kendall Coast to Coast and the first cockroach with perfect pitch to play Carnegie Hall. And, you know, nobody ever suspects the cockroach. So I could probably get a lot of things done, wink, wink, quietly, too, on the side. <laughs> well, I, you're right about all of that, except for one thing. You wouldn't have ran from Charles the Contractor. You would, of course, with your perfect cockroach pitch, you would have sang a song and just stopped him in his tracks. Yep. Okay, he would have sing- I would have started singing, and he'd be like, did a nightingale enter this room? Or is mm-hmm. this cliff with his perfect pitch, he's been transformed into a cockroach? All right, one or, one or the other, Kendall. One or the other. All right, Kendall. <gasps> Let's say this. Yeah. One day, you're walking down a back alley, and who should come upon you but... Uh, very angry mobster and he says hey Kendall I've heard you fancy yourself a magician well I need you to help me make someone disappear wink wink and he says if you don't help me make them disappear I got my Tommy gun that's gonna disappear you Kendall what would you do Well, Cliff, first of all, I would pull out a deck of cards, and I would spread them out, and I would just smack him in the face with the cards and have some misdirection. And then I would run around the corner, grab my own Tommy gun, and I would take them all out. Kendall, you don't have a Tommy gun. You are an anti-gun libtard from the U.S. I know, but it's, but it, um, I'm also a magician. And I just happen to have one show up around the corner. Well, right luckily time. I've got perfect pitch. So at your funeral, I can say, oh, Kendall boy, <laughs> the pipes, the pipes are calling. Anyway, Kendall. But we're all funeral. going out anyway soon. So it might as well go out as a hero. Might as well go out as a hero. If you go to the doctor. Doc, um, because you're doctor, having some... give me some news. I got a <laughs> bad case of... What, Kendall? The swine flu? Uh, it's worse than that, Cliff. You've been having some chest pain. Uh, and the doctor says they're going to need to remove your heart and put it on the outside of your body. You're going to have to be extremely careful and carry around your heart with you at all times, never letting it bump into anything. What do you do? I guess you get one of those, you know, fancy, like, baby carriers and you strap it on. <laughs> strap it on, Cliff. Strap on. I'll be the first person to have a hit record with a strap-on heart. (laughs) All right, Kendall, let's say this happened. It seems unlikely, but I'm sure it's possible in some alternate universe. Let's say you wake up one day, and it appears to you that half the world has gone completely insane. They think up is down, left is right, black is white, purple is yellow, they think that snow falls up, Charlie Brown. It falls up. And you, they will not... Blowing it around. <laughs> they won't listen to reason. Shh! 
I'm listening to reason. No, they won't listen to reason. Candle, sorry, I also just watched Pee-wee's Big Adventure. If you want to watch <laughs> an excellent movie, folks, I could watch that movie every single day, and it would be s- s- better by the end of the week, okay? Because it's so good. Anyway, they won't listen to reason. Half the world, nuts. Kendall, what would you do? <laughs> well, Cliff, I would... I would get in a spaceship and I would leave Earth and go to another planet uh, where we would go on a tour of all the planets and then we would decide to stay on one of them and we would make that our new home until the world returned to normalty. How does Rocket Man go? Burning through the skies with heroin. Is that how it is? What? (laughs) Um, Rocket Rocket Man. Man. Burning out the strings of here alone. Here, uh, shit, something here alone. I'm trying to remember what it was. I can't remember the lyrics now. Oh well. I'll have to Google it. Google it, listeners. Google. Just, just type in Rocket Man lyrics, and you'll know what we were going for. This show requires some work. Do you have any more? What would I do? Um, I have one more. It's right. a little close to home. Oh shit. Cliff, you start to eat a meal when you realize every time you take a bite, it's excruciatingly painful. Just then, an evil genie appears and says he has changed it so that whenever you chew, it hurts like nothing you've ever felt before. You still have to eat for nourishment, though, and to live. What do you do? Remember how earlier in the show I said if you listen to a countdown and you hear someone announce number 10 and you think to yourself... Is this number one? And then I said, just kill yourself. I would just jump right out that window right after (laughs) those people. Because how could you go on? There would be nothing left, Kendall. Nothing left. That was the best scenario out of all of it. Yep. That was the best one. All right. I have more to say about ducks. I don't know about you, but I've barely scratched the surface. Well, then scratch it. (laughs) Let's hear it. Speaking of mating, Kendall, everybody wants to know, but how do these ducks get down and freaky, right? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. drakes, uh, boy ducks, are one of the few bird species that have an external ding-dong. Whoa. Whoa, Kendall is right, because it's a long, corkscrew-shaped tentacle that retracts into their body. Ooh, listeners, send the kids out of the room. This is too <laughs> erotic. Sometimes they can... Oh, my God. Kendall, sometimes duck ding-dongs can grow to be as long as their entire body. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Kendall is right. Let's because think about Donald Duck with a spiral ding-dong. Jesus, as long as his whole body. The most bizarre fact of all, though, I'm not even done, is that in the fall, <laughs> the penis, the duck ding-dong falls off completely only to regrow in the spring so when you wake up in the spring morning and you feel that special feeling in the air it's because the duck ding-dongs are growing back got a fresh set of duck ding-dongs i know that's the it's a great feeling when you feel it in the spring everybody that's what they call like the feeling in the air scientists They don't know why this happens, Kendall, but they think it might be because it's just easier to grow a new one rather than keep the old one healthy. That's what I've been saying about penises for years. I've been looking down saying, I wish you'd just fall the hell off so I could grow a new one. But it hasn't. (laughs) And that's, again, not the way my body works, but it's the way these duck bodies work. Careful what you wish for, Cliff. 
things will just start falling off. Um, Cliff, uh, ducks also, well, their their egg production is affected by daylight, which is odd. That is when odd. there is more daylight, the ducks will lay more eggs. So to prevent this from happening, farmers will, will use artificial lighting so that the ducks have about 17 hours of light a day to produce eggs efficiently. Leave them, alone. Leave them the hell alone. Leave the ducks alone. Leave the ducks alone. Leave the ducks alone. Turn off the duck lights. Turn off the duck lights. Leave the ducks alone. All right, Kendall, I have one last, or maybe last, duck bombshell for us. Hit me with your duck shot. Fire away. Now, Kendall, did you know this? Ducks can change genders. Whoa, 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 what? Whoa, 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 what is right? Now, it's rare, but it does happen as often as one in every 10,000 birds. And it can happen from female to male or male to female, although female to male is more common. Some people are saying it might be because, you know, a whole big flock of ducks, their genders are all out of whack and they need more boys or more girls. But who knows? But anyway, when a male bird turns female, it will molt all of its colorful plumage and can develop a louder female quack and display nesting habits. And there are even stories, stories, folks, lore about male ducks laying eggs. But some scientists still feel it's inconclusive. However, the female to male transformation has been studied a lot more, and it has even been seen that females who change to male ducks have fertilized eggs once their transition has been, uh, you know, transitioned. Life finds a way, Cliff. I gotta jump in to check what condition my transition is in. And finally, Kendall, with age like us, ducks turn white. Their feathers turn white like our hair turns white. And so if you ever see an old white duck, just be nice to it, folks, because it's been through a lot. (laughs) It's been through the ringer. It's been through a lot. It loved Sybil, and it has yet to live to see a reboot. But tomorrow is another day. Cliff, something is smelling amazing. I know Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn is cooking for them, but I know she made some extra baked goods, and I want to take a break so we can go get some of those. Oh, my God. What is she? I don't even... It does smell so good. Oh, we'll be right back. Let's go check it out. (laughs) Don't go away, Mad. Cliff and Kendall will be right back. Confused, afraid, and unsure of yourself? Do you have problems with relationships? Are you searching for romance? Call the Psychic Hotline at 1-900-535-LIVE and talk one-on-one with an authentic psychic astrologer. The Psychic Hotline is not a computer, not a tape. You'll get good advice about love and relationships, romance, even money in your career. The answers you need are just a phone call away at 1-900-535-LIVE. Call now and receive your personal astrological forecast for the coming year on audio cassette. The charge is $2.95 per minute and you must be 18. What a great break! But I'm glad we're back. Back for more, just like Cliff and Kendall. Duck, 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 duck,
Waddle Titsling had found his quest to lift and mold the female breast to point the small ones to the sky and keep the big ones high and dry. Oh, sorry, Kendall, I was singing more. Beaches Hits from the Queen Bette Midler. Beaches Hits. I call them Beaches Hits for shorts. You gotta hit them. <laughs> I gotta hit them. They're so... Oh, and, of course, it's the one that always just makes you cry. Uh, well, one of the many in the movie that make you cry. <laughs> is, what is the, the, third of the Two-thirds of the movie you're crying. Uh, roughly. But when Barbara Hershey, when she gets pregnant, and Bette Midler uh, sings that beautiful version of Baby Mine, oh, Don't You don't Cry. Baby mine, dry your eyes, rest your head close to my heart, never to part, baby of mine. Doesn't it make you want to weep, even though you claim that you were trying to exercise in your hotel room instead of watching it when Mrs. Snobbottom and Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn and Charles and Crockpot and Fonky and Opie, we were all in there weeping. Well, I'm weeping now just hearing that song. So I, I don't know. I don't know if my heart could take it to watch Beaches. It's so <laughs> it good. It's so sad. But like, the only movie that really is like it in to me that hits all the right everything is still magnolias to where uh, it's yeah. also hilarious all the way through yeah it can make you weep and cry there's less to well, sing along like, to in still magnolias but it's that's the only <laughs> that's the only difference i was just gonna say that um still magnolias I, you know i watched that not too long ago and the moment i turned it on the moment the credits started rolling the 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 it, lights came up. I just started weeping because uh-huh. I was just like, not ready to go through this journey. You know, I, it's it's hard. It's hard sometimes to it push is hard. to start it. It is hard. Yeah. But I my message to the listeners: do it because it's hard, but do it. Good message. Kendall, speaking of movies, I want to clear something up right now. Let's do it. Clear it up. Oh, not that. Ooh, a few of those Ooh, later. Not they that. Keep coming. Oh they don't God. start coming and they don't stop coming. <laughs> <sighs> Kendall, I want to clear this up. A few weeks ago, we were talking about, I don't remember why, I have no why. No recollection <laughs> Who why. Who knows? Inner Space, the movie. Oh, yeah. And yeah. with Dennis Quaid, Martin Short, Meg Ryan. And I, yeah. and I said... Isn't there somebody's butt in inner space? And you were like, I don't know. I can't remember. And this is the first time I've really thought, man, Kendall can't even remember the good stuff. Because let me tell you, (laughs) I turned it on and five minutes into the movie, I swear to God, I've seen this movie once and it was on video in 1987. And all I remembered was a butt was in it. (laughs) And in the first five minutes, and it's great, everybody, for a good time. Go on HBO Max and watch this movie. Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid have a one-night stand, and when 
Meg Ryan leaves, and the, the next morning she goes out to the cab, and Dennis Quaid follows her, and all he's got on is he's wrapped this bed sheet around him, and it, of course, gets wonderfully tucked into the taxi cab door so that when the taxi drives off, whoops, he's standing there in <laughs> the nudie naked in his birthday suit, and Kendall, I don't know what is wrong with you as a seven-year-old boy that this did not imprint on you the same way that it did on me. Well, Cliff, I remember where all the boobs are. <sighs> <laughs> but sorry i gotta say this is if you want <laughs> and you want to listeners let me just break it down break it down for you not like a duck breaks down food with rocks and its gizzard but let me break this down for you dennis quaid the 80s nakedness you got to look it up for a good time watch the first five minutes of inner space because <laughs> got right into it man alive kendall it made this man feel alive when dennis quaid was walking around in his birthday suit i recommend it to all a plus plus that's what right, i give Cliff, his ass well, yep his whole body uh, oh jesus kendall my god. god if you saw dennis quaid in the 80s <laughs> you'd be following me right out that window just killing yourself because there's no way there's no way for you or I to ever achieve one one millionth of the hotness of Dennis Quaid in the 80s. Oh, well, I don't need to watch it to know that. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you were confused. No, was not confused at all. Uh, I, but in, let's let's move on from talking about ducks and Dennis Quaid's butt cliff. Because oh. we got to talk about something else, and that is geese. Geese. Oh, please. Yeah, we're now... Please, let's talk about some geese. Cliff, I don't know if you know this, and I think it's a wild, crazy thing. Uh-oh. But as little um, gosling ducks Oh, uh, speak, geese, are you trying to make me think of Ryan Gosling now? No. <laughs> they will bond with the first suitable moving stimulus, no matter if it is a goose, a person, or even an object. They remain uh, dedicated uh, to that uh, person or uh, object uh, as their uh, surrogate uh, parent uh, throughout uh, their lives. Isn't that so sad? What if the first thing a goose sees is a garbage truck? Rolling down the well, road. That's just geese. geese. That's the Disney geese. movie right there. Geese. The geese. the goose. Where's my mother? My mother, the garbage truck. Oh, get him on the phone. Copyright. Patent pending. <laughs> Kendall, a goose is actually the term for a female goose. <laughs> for geese. And male geese are called ganders. Geese. Geese. Oh, take a gander at that one. Take a gander. Remember in Sweeney Todd when... He talks, uh, Alan Rickman, he's talking to the young boys. He says, I saw you gander. You gandered at her, at the girl up in the window. But anyway, he was just saying, you looking at her like a damn goose, you bitch. And when a male goose, not a male goose. <laughs> whether they are in land or on water, goose or gander, they're called a gaggle. Geese, geese, geese. Just a gaggle of ganders. Oh, sorry, Kendall. I just, I just got word. I just let me debunk what I just said. A group of geese. <laughs> this just this in. This just in. That was wrong. Oh. A, go- a group of geese, be they ganders <laughs> or gooses, on land or in water, they are called a gaggle. Sorry, this is very confusing. Listeners, if you're taking notes, just scratch <laughs> out what you just written, and let's start over. Start again. On land or in water, they're called a gaggle. In the air, they're called a skein. <laughs> Why? We don't know. I thought a skein was like a thing of yarn. Oh no, I thought that was something from the Skeetsies. Uh oh. Dark Crystal. Um, but geese are also just like ducks, and unlike us, 
Berry. Social animals. If they are raised around other livestock or fowl, they usually get along well with all of them. Well, isn't that nice to know? It's another Disney movie. Uh, well, I don't know if that's a Disney movie. That's not a whole movie. That doesn't write itself a, like the goose and the garbage truck. It's a seed. <laughs> Maybe that's the beginning of the, the goose and the garbage trucks. All the geese uh, are happy. and Yeah, that's a good one, Kendall. Let's watch out for that one. Love it. Disney Plus, good to get on the phone. No, Kendall, contrary to popular belief, I heard you saying this just earlier this morning, farmyard geese are not monogamous. And a male, oh my God, they usually have a harem of three or four geese, those uh, fucking ganders. I thought for sure they were monogamous. Monogamous. No, Kendall, they are, however, extremely dedicated partners, and they will mourn the loss of their harem mates. Isn't that sad? That's so sad. I think it's sad. It just really bums me out. Uh, it bums me out, too. Let me lift you up, though, Kendall. Let me lift you up. With the thought of this, inside a goose's beak, its tongue is serrated, and that can make it disappear as though they have fangs. But the beak and the serrated tongue are only bumpy because that helps them cut through those tough, tough grass stems. Ooh, that is scary. If they're coming at you with serrated teeth, scary. And, I mean, serrated tongues. <laughs> oh goodness, dears. Sorry to interrupt, but look at the two deers with the wonderful clothing on we've made for them. Now, it's not completely finished, but I'm very close. Oh, yes, they look beautiful, dear, these designs. Oh, oh, oh. I know they're our new friends. They're going to be the toast of the fudge factory when they start their job. They look great. They look so so great. You're doing such a great job. They do now. That that outfit that uh, Don's got on, I would love. If could you make me one of those for Christmas? Is the, I don't know if there's enough fabric on the island. Dear, you see, I'd have to double the, the size of the fabric, and there's just not enough in one fabric color. <laughs> not enough, boys. Well, maybe you could make me like. Maybe a, you could do a two tone. Yeah, or two tone, or like a coat of many colors, but like a whole outfit of many colors. Oh, now that I might be able to do, dear. <laughs> maybe for Christmas. A wonderful idea, dear. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Right, well, it's it is fortuitous that you two have happened into the booth here because we're about to do a new segment. A new segment? Well, it's not new. It's new for the show, meaning we haven't done it yet this episode. It's an old segment called, You Want to Hear Something Weird? Oh, goodness, dear. No, nothing too weird. Oh, We're no. trying to help the homeless today. Not with our dear friends here. Nothing Never too bizarre. It's all great stuff. It's going to be great. Now, I have a really interesting weird news story for us, okay? I find this incredibly interesting. Employees at a Minnesota library found an unusual item in a return bin. It was an 8mm film that was over 40 years overdue. (gasps) Whoa. Whoa is right, Kendall. I I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I had something that long overdue at the library. Oh, whoa. Oh, could you imagine the charges? Oh, the charges alone, Sugarlump. Well, the guy at the library, he said he was emptying a return bin when he spotted what he initially thought was a CD audiobook, which is an old enough medium. But upon closer inspection, he realized it was an 8mm 
movie reel. And he'd never even seen one before, guys. And so he opened this up, and it happened to be a copy of the classic silent film, A Trip to the Moon. And there was a post-it on there that said, Sorry, I checked this out when I was 14, and we moved. It is 40 years overdue, but better late than never, right? The person said, hopefully, hoping they wouldn't be drugged into debtor's prison for <laughs> keeping this out for so long. But, you know, they let him go, and they said they didn't know what to do with it at first. They didn't want it back, but they sent it back to the library in hopes that everything would turn out okay. What a wonderful thing everyone did there. That was a great story. <laughs> I love hearing stories about civic duty and community togetherness, Mars. Excellent work. Yes, good work, dear. Peabody Award. It was all those things, but also weird. Oh, well, you talk about weird. I got a weird one for you. All right, all right. When all you right. move into a new home, you know, you sometimes find like a mug that some the homeowner before you left behind or something like that. But um, this one woman... Uh, in Glasgow, was she was feeling pretty freaked out after she found a jar in her kitchen containing an aortic valve in formaldehyde. Oh, oh my goodness! Whoa, whoa, who would keep such a disgusting? Item? Well, it, it evidently whoa, 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 it was the owners the from before, and they had had surgery, and they kept it behind, and they just left it in the kitchen on accident. Who would? Could you imagine? No, who would just forget? You're moving, and you're like, oh, did I leave my aortic heart valve <laughs> well, you know, in the kitchen? Like, I, hey, Cliff, you know, um, Kevin got left behind in Home Alone. Stranger things have happened. You never know what you're going to leave. Yeah, probably this person just woke up one day, and they went, heart valve! And they remembered that it was <laughs> exactly. gone. Exactly. Now, Kendall, I've got another weird news story, guys, okay? This one All reminded right. me of Kendall when I read it. And it was about a British magician who broke a Guinness World Record when he performed 20 magic tricks underwater in three minutes. Could you think you could do that? Oh, please. Yes, of course. No, you couldn't. You never could. Kendall, never in your wildest dreams could you do that. (laughs) A boy can dream. He beat his previous, not his previous record, but a previous record uh, by seven tricks. And... He's, this was the first time anybody had, had tried to <laughs> redo this in 10 years. So this is a very magical man. His name is Martin <laughs> Reese of Hertfordshire, Hertfordshire, England. Kendall, so there's someone that you can look up to. Oh, he's a magic man. Ocus Bocus. Oh, what a lovely story. <laughs> very nice. Oh, I'm, I've got to share this one other thing with you. Uh, okay. You have to see this photo, everyone. Um, it's a photo of, uh, so, it's haggis. Yeah. And, uh, oh, It looks very appetizing. Oh, yes, that looks lovely. Well, okay, so it's, uh, let me see, it's haggis and... Anyway, the thing is, it's an elaborate illusion cake. <gasps> um, it's, uh, uh, this woman made it for her son for his birthday, uh, in Livingston, Scotland, and it's made up of, uh, haggish... Neeps and Taddies. What are so? Is it a cake or is it really haggis? No, it's all cake. Oh, okay. everything. It look. It looks like um, mashed potatoes and something. But it. it yeah, it's all cake. So it said when he bit into it, it, it was uh, like vanilla frosted buttercream filling, which I would love to bite into anything and it be a cake. Like let's. Right. That's, that's my dream come true. 
<laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Sounds like that could be a rude awakening, boys, if you're expecting a nice bite full of haggis. Oh, yes, of course, dear. Now, I think it's my kind of rude awakening. That's it. That's Kendall's kind of rude awakening right there. <laughs> well, all right, boys. Are you are you about finished with, with whatever it is you're doing in here? Oh, Cliff, do you not have? Or do you have any more? Or are you done? I had one more, but it really the long and short of it is, you know, they put up sort of a scraggly Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center. That's what people are saying. People are calling it scraggly. Yeah. It, but a nice, beautiful moment is within the scraggly tree. There was an owl, and they rescued it, <laughs> That's and lovely. they sent it back to the veterinarians and it's going to go back to, you know, nature or whatever. Well, I Wonderful. think, you know, the Hard kind of years we've had, it's it's like having a Charlie Brown tree. It's still beautiful, even if still it's Still beautiful. What a what a message for all of us. God bless us everyone. I, everyone, that's what I always say. Kendall, you got that from me. And but I <laughs> applaud I your use of it today. <laughs> I think you guys are having a wonderful show, but we must get back to our friends and help them out, dear. I'm going to go make a couple phone calls. Oh, yes. And I've got, I'm going to go shine their shoes. Oh, that's a lovely idea. Crackbot, do you have the shoe shine? You got it. Shoe shine, dear. Shoe shine, don't bother me, 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 me. Uh, Cliff, I, I don't know if you could tell, I drug my whole keyboard into the booth. And it's taking yes. up so much more room. But uh, I was yeah. going to play music for you, but I it just I think Charles spilled something on it. It's not working, but uh, taking up a lot of room over here. Well, what are you going to do, Kendall? I knew something was taking up a lot of room. I assumed it was your body, but now upon well, a closer inspection, I look over the table there, and I do see a keyboard. I thought that was just you had some sort of weird uh, cummerbund on. Look, Liv, there's two things taking up a lot of room. Oh, <laughs> Me and my keyboard. Uh, uh, <laughs> did you know? That geese always fly in the shape of a V. What? As it allows at least 71% greater flying range. When the goose in the lead gets tired, another geese, another goose takes over the position. Can you imagine just those, go- those geese, the ganders up there in a skein in a V? <laughs> I just, you know, here's what I want to know. I understand that the geese do this, but... What I don't understand is like, you know, humans, we have to have like meeting after meeting after meeting to do anything. Like, you know, geese don't have any meetings. They're just like getting a V. And they'll do it. And they'll do it. And they'll do it. No problem. No problem. Exactly. Good point, Kendall. Sorry, I had to eat some. There's a box of cereal over here. I just had to eat. I was so hungry because I didn't get any of those fresh baked goods that Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Train is making. During the break, because I had to go to the bathroom, the toilet clogged again, and just took the whole time. So, I, sorry, I'm starving. That's okay, Cliff. I uh, just have, I've told you before, if you bring in food, bring enough for both of us. Well, here you go, Kendall. Just grab stuff. Oh, uh, okay. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to save it, though, so I'm not talking while I'm chewing. Oh, okay. I guess you're just the best host, aren't you? And immediately you lose the title of best host for sneezing all over the booth. (laughs) Sorry, I never know when that's going to come out. I'm eating cereal that I dropped down in my crotch, but you're the one that just sneezed all over everything. (laughs) Can't help it. Where where were we, Cliff? What were we even talking about? All I can remember is Dennis Quaid's ass. (laughs) That's all you can ever remember. (laughs) 
Now, Kendall, geese, I feel like I had something else important to say about geese. Let me look at my notes over here. What was oh, I got it? something else important to say about geese. Okay, well, tell us. They have strong affections for others in their group, and if a goose gets sick or is wounded, a couple of other geese will drop out of formation to help and protect that goose. Beautiful. Isn't that sweet? Another Disney movie. That is beautiful. That is a Disney movie. Yeah, I think that's good for the sequel to The Goose in the Garbage Truck. I love it. I love it. I love it. Kendall, I want you to know that, you know, in history, they have used geese as guard geese because they'll just come and snip you if you're not part of the people who live there. So instead of... They're going to get you. Yeah, instead of guard dogs, they used guard geese back throughout history in Rome and Scotland, even in rural China. <gasps> They're still used in rural China to guard police stations. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> well, I guess, guess it works. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. I'm I'm dying over here. Something's happening. I don't know what it is. <clears throat> now, I hope I haven't given you my cold. I had a little tickle in my throat this past week. And, you know, I was sneezing a little bit. And I actually lost my sense of taste for a day or two. And Which, <laughs> the funniest thing, while we were watching Beaches the other day, I ate an entire bag full of styrofoam packing peanuts before I even realized they weren't cheese puffs. Oh my and I don't know. Uh, nobody, you know, I guess nobody mentioned it because we had the lights down. We were all very focused on CC Bloom and Hillary, and uh, on when the sun beats down and burns a tar up on the roof. I could sing and do the whole movie for you right now, but I won't. See, Cliff, that's another good reason to have invited me because I would have tried to eat whatever you had and would have noticed that you were not eating real food. Well, there's there regrets. I've had a few. I've had a few, and Cliff, that's pretty stupid, oh. and so. Are these? It's time for some stupid questions! So stupid! So stupid! Cliff. Cliff, Cliff. Cliff, Cliff, Cliff. If I you think were you given mean, the opportunity. Sorry, I think you mean Squanto, Squanto, Squanto. Squanto, Squanto, Squanto. If you were given the opportunity to be any, or to be an apprentice to any person, living or deceased, from whom would you want to learn from? Dolly Parton, so I could write songs with my fingernails like she does. I got the perfect pitch. I've got the giant bosom. Uh, bed and stumble to the food bank. Uh, all right, Cliff. All I'm missing are the wigs and the nails. <laughs> well, we'll get we can get you some nails and some wigs. If you could have the voice of any famous person, living or deceased. Whose voice would you want to claim as your own? Kendall, that is an offensive question because you would never ask somebody like me or Josh Groban or Michael Bublé or Barbara Streisand or Celine Dion, those people, you know, my contemporaries, voice-wise, you would never say, Celine, whose voice would you rather have? Because Celine, like me, has the voice. Now, Cliff, that's where you're wrong. No, you bring me Celine Dion, and I will ask her <laughs> if she would trade voices with any person, who would it be? No. <clears throat> because Celine and Barbara and questions like Oprah asked. Josh I gotta and ask Michael, the hard ones. We all are just too thankful to the Lord for giving us these nightingale voices that we've got, and we wouldn't trade them for anything, Kendall. Not for anything. All right, all right. Calm down, Sponto. If you could create a memorial to yourself. In the city park, what would your memorial be? Well, it would be a place where the hungry could be fed 
and they can listen to perfect pitch while they're doing it. So free food for the homeless and also you would have a great mix of my songs. Remember my single, my single hits, all the sides. Mm-hmm. Also, Michael Bublé, Josh Groban, Celine, Barbara, my contem- Whitney, you know, Jay Hud, my contemporaries who also have. Oh, there's another bug in here going right for my drink. They're, you know, that did I answer? Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. And finally, Cliff, I have one more stupid question for you. In your own not so humble opinion, what is your most likable quality? As if I have to ask. I think I am the nicest person <laughs> that you could ever hope to meet. Don't you think of that about me? I think it about myself all the time. Uh, I, I like the fact that you think about that about yourself. <laughs> well, well, I need okay. I need to hear from you about me and about you. Enough about you. Let's know what do you think about me. What do you think my most wonderful quality is? And well, then I, I want to hear what what your most wonderful quality is according to you. Well, I would say your perfect pitch is your most wonderful quality. I mean, it's the most auditorily pleasing quality of all people on earth. And I think my most wonderful quality is my support for others with wonderful quality. Oh. All right. Like, I, I support your perfect pitch, Cliff. Thanks for the support, Kendall. But enough about stupid questions, Cliff. That's all the time we have for them. So much time spent on stupid questions. So much time. That's what, that's what the last three comments about our show were. <laughs> so <laughs> stupid. No, Kendall, everybody loves stupid questions. See, there's something very real. Brings out our basic humanity when we hear a stupid question. There's something just real about it. I'm real. Kendall, if you were a bird, would you rather be a duck or a goose? I think I'd rather want to, I would rather be a goose. Because mm. they're very loyal. And um, they have those serrated tongues so they can like run after people and scare the hell out of them. And they can see much finer detail with far distances with their eyes, the way they're structured. Really? Not a good quality to have. Yes. I'd be a duck so I could sleep with one eye open from now on. <laughs> Just so you could quack that song yeah. all night long. Well, Cliff, you know, geese also can see UV light. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Imagine what their vision looks like. Oh, I can't even imagine. And they can also control each of their eyes individual, uh, individually from each other. That is weird. Weird. Are we in weird news? Also? Are we in, we're in weird world. Oh, Kendall, this is... <laughs> Are you even looking at me? This is not a box of cereal. This is a box of wood chips I've been eating over here. What? Oh, see, I'm glad I didn't chew into them. Oh, that you saved them for later. Yes, smart. That's why you saved them for later, because you want to sit here and watch me eat wood chips for another half hour. I was too busy doing the show to check to see if they were real snacks or not. (sighs) All right, Kendall. Tell Tell me your most favorite thing about birds in general, not just ducks or geese. And it can't be that they fly. Great. So, Cliff, I had two birds when I was younger. Uh, You killed them both with one stone. No, they were my. They were so lovely, and they would like fly over and like land on my shoulder, and like come up. When I was in bed, they would come up and sit next to my head, and then fly off to their cage and go to bed. It was. uh, It was really great. I loved having two little birds. So I love birds. I think they're great. I think everybody should 
Be good to the birds. Be good to the Be birds. Be the birds. Tuppence a bag. Three little birds step by my doorstep. Singing sweet songs, a melody pure and true. Singing, this is my message to you. Don't worry about a thing, cause every little thing is gonna be alright. Don't worry about a thing. Cause everything, everything, everything's gonna be alright. Okay, well that's what I think every time I see a skein of geese in the sky, or uh, things gonna be alright. What do you call ducks? A flock? Did we cover? It? I don't. Kendall, look. Would you please? Can you look it up right now? Since we never covered it. Yes, I'll look it up. What is a group of geese uh, called? Or ducks? Hey Siri. <laughs> Siri. A raft of ducks. A raft. A team of ducks or a paddling of ducks. All of those I love. Love them all. A, you heard it here first. A paddling of ducks. <laughs> I'm done, Kendall. I'm not exhausted from this duck and geese <laughs> I'm show. I'm done. <laughs> Me too. I think we've covered a lot. I think it's time that we uh, sign off for this week, and we'll see you here next week. Sign off. Kendall, you know these wood chips are not half bad. Give them a shot. You're going to have splinters all down your throat. No, I ate a bunch of rocks earlier to help me break down these wood chips. I took a lesson from a duck. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. 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 Oh, my gosh. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Oh my gosh, 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 gosh,